Hey, 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 everybody, can you believe it? We're back, we're back, we're back in action, and it took everything in me to record this episode. I'm just being real. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's time for another episode of We Everywhere, Baby! <laughs> what's uh, up unrehearsed as always <laughs> i think it was the cleanest one yet yeah it was pretty smooth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the words just came to me <laughs> the melody the flow <laughs> it all felt right that's right it's all freestyle here <laughs> um wow guys we're back <sighs> and uh we thank you for your patience because you know life life has been serving us a hot tray of shit yeah it's um it it, it's been it's been uh, life eventful yeah it's crazy a lot of stuff's been happening you know some stuff we'll talk about some stuff we're not gonna talk about but we want to start off by thanking everybody who's reached out to us uh during this time that we haven't been recording um looking for an episode anything out one looking for stuff that's just great (laughs) It's great to know that they want it. That you care. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but we, we, of course, we we thank you guys so much. And here we go. Hopefully we can keep this uh, streak of doing it the way we're supposed to <laughs> <laughs> going. <laughs> you know, I got to say, though, you and I dived into this, like, in 2020, damn near two years ago almost. And we just went for it. You know? Like, we just... I don't know. I'm proud of us. It's guys having a podcast and in committing to something outside of your, your careers already in your outside life. It's a lot of work, you know, and yes, we may fall off at times, but I just feel like that's just a testament to being human. You know, it's like, we're, we're just living our lives. And honestly, it's, we've been going through some things that maybe eventually we will share with you guys um, right now is just not the time for us to share certain things. Um, but it's just, it's been really difficult for me personally to get my mind clear and to get myself, you know, just to, to be in the mood to do a show, to record, to care about anything else right now. So it, it, we're trying, we're doing our best this is real life shit. We're real people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I think for me personally, when we started, life was honestly much different than it is now. Yeah, it was slower. Um, we didn't have much going obviously on. Obviously different than it was before. Yeah. But just slight things have changed as we go back to what could be considered normality. Right. Where... You know, like you said, we're, we're, we'll be exhausted or overwhelmed with something because we're kind of readjusting to being out more, if you will. And not just out of the house, but like out living a different life than we had become accustomed to for a year and a half mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so, you know, thanks for sticking with us. And um, we just we're just going to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So. Well, also one of the reasons why originally why we stopped, why the <laughs> right. momentum, what kicked, what kicked it all off, what kicked it off, right? <laughs> the the downfall of the last couple of weeks was I ended up getting COVID again. So, 
That bitch ass COVID got me again. That's right. And I'm going to blame Coachella, <laughs> even though I didn't go. That's right. It doesn't matter because I know damn well there were thousands of people there that all gave it to each other and came back to LA and spread it around. <laughs> so fuck well, you guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that's uh, one thing that um, we've obviously been keeping track of is we've been getting COVID. On holidays, man, on her it's holidays. so bizarre. Because Nadia got COVID Fourth of July, Fourth of July last year, mm-hmm. and then I got COVID between Christmas and New Year, and you and we missed New Year's and together. I missed New Year's because of it, mm-hmm. and then you got it again, or we found out you had it on Easter. Yeah, so I was like, well. I mean, Memorial Day's coming up. Uh, you, or... you better be careful. <laughs> I don't know. Don't give it to me. <laughs> well, I got the antibody body antibodies. Antibodies. <laughs> I got the antibodies for a little while, but um, yeah, I can't get sick because I'm about to go to Maui with my family and oh. at the end of the month, and no, we're not doing that again. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I got COVID again. I tested positive. I'm pretty sure I know where I got it because I hadn't really been going anywhere that week. So I was able to kind of really uh, narrow it down to like, okay, it was more than likely this place because I didn't go anywhere else. Um, So when I got it this time, the first time I got it, my symptoms were fairly mild. Felt like I had just had like a a bad cold for a couple of days. The most notable and unusual symptom to me was like my body was really achy. Like my legs were in so much pain. It was just a really bizarre um, symptom. But I didn't lose my taste, smell, nothing. This time around, same same thing. I didn't lose my taste or smell. um, But I had a gnarly cough. Like heavy cough. And a phlegmy cough. To the point where I was like... If I didn't know any better, if I didn't know to sleep sitting up or on my side, like if I was sleeping on my back, like this could really lead to issues. Right. But because of reading up on things and hearing from doctors and all this, you know, information that's floating around, I think that really helped me. And every time I coughed, I would spit it out. Like it was just (laughs) TMI, but whatever, (laughs) you know, you guys have all had probably have had it at this point i just think i just think it's funny it's like like i coughed and i swear to god i didn't swallow it i spit it out <laughs> i did i kept the trash can right uh, next to my bed and i was like i need this the worst when, out when of you, my body when you like, can't spit it out i know and you're like okay you got a decision like do i hold it where does it go where does it go <laughs> not to get gross is it gonna slime like, do down I, the back of my throat do i hold it in here and make it like to somewhere I could spit this out, or do I just have to bite the bullet and or bite Swallow the booger? And bite <laughs> have the to booger. bite the booger. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I would get these like really crazy cough attacks in the middle of the night too. It was like clockwork. It was at three thirty in the morning. Oh, you you timed it <laughs> absolutely. It was. Crazy. It would wake you up. It was crazy because we, you know, we had separate. We were in separate rooms, obviously, but it 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 was. It was literally clockwork. You would start coughing, get up, go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I would wake up because um, I would hear, you know, Move everything. It. And then and then I would look at my, at 
at my phone because I was like, oh, does that mean I have to get up and go to work? Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, no, it's 3.30. And it happened three times that I can like, confidently say. Yeah, it's you woke so up coughing weird. at three thirty in the yeah. morning. So it got me good. Luckily, it didn't last long. Luckily, you know everything was okay. Um, but you know, missed out on a couple gigs, which is always a bummer. Just honestly, when you have mild symptoms, then the next shitty thing about it is like you are stuck in quarantine. Like you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You can't go to work. You miss out on jobs. I mean, at least for those of us that actually give a fuck and care about other people's health, because you know damn well there's a lot of people who are showing up to gigs and work jobs. If they're not checking, they'll go with COVID. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And there's a part of me that, you know, I get it too, because not everybody has the luxury of not working. People need to pay their bills. So... Well, like it's a it's a tough call. I got to say that I mean I, I'm lucky that my job we can do it from home remotely. Yeah. So, so if you know it's very much if you don't feel good don't come in or whatever. But, but still recently, <laughs> recently it was like, hey, somebody tested positive. So this area or this area, yeah. everybody go home. Yeah, it's so funny in the beginning. <laughs> and then it's it was like, like okay. one person in your office tested positive, and it was like Monsters Inc. Yeah. It was like. Shut the place down. Everyone go home. Sanitize your desk. Like, <laughs> total shutdown. Yeah. No one comes to work for five days the whole week. Like, now it's like, well, were you sitting next to them? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, they're like, I get a call from one of my coworkers. Like, hey, man, uh, I'm not coming back to the office because, you know, such and such behind me, behind the wall. Yeah. It's like behind a wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, the partitions. The wall, yeah. The partition, right? But it's pretty tall partition but whatever it's like somebody over there tested particles positive. travel <laughs> and i was like oh okay that sucks and he's like so i'm gonna go you know because i i think i was exposed to it yeah and i go okay but well you you talk to me <laughs> so do you i were down the line yeah like how far is this you know yeah. area of this danger work? or whatever and it was obviously contained it turns out you know that she I guess she came in um, and then got her results like oh, via the phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. But apparently the person had come in with a mask. So it was like, hmm. whatever. But People don't really wear masks anymore either. I've noticed that. Shit, including myself, finding the front. But I do wear it like... 99% of the time with clients. Like I say that because like, if I go glam Nas, I'm not wearing a mask. Like she's my family. It is what it is. I have like maybe like three clients that I don't wear a mask around. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's just like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Who fucking knows? <laughs> I don't know. But it's, it's but, uh, you know, what we- I didn't like about it not what I didn't like about it, but uh, <laughs> this is just you're saying, you know, I you missed out on jobs. I missed out on this. Yeah. Like, you know what it did to me is uh, we didn't get to go to the movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a bunch of a, great shit came out. Different like point of view on your COVID. I was like, man, we didn't get to go see movies. And I, I only bring it up because, you know, listeners were sending 
me that Nicolas Cage, you know, that the Nicolas Cage movie had come out or somebody had mentioned that the uh, that Fantastic Beast movie had come yeah. out, whatever. It was just like back-to-back releases. Yeah. And it was like, well, no, you know, we're in a COVID lockdown, so I can't go see that. Or Aww. no. And then it was more like, well, shit, COVID's obviously out there, so maybe I don't want to go right, true. to the movies. And then I started freaking myself out, so I haven't seen like anything that's out. I know. Which is like completely unlike me. Uh, Japanese uh, correspondent Dustin <laughs> was... <laughs> <laughs> was giving me shit because I told him that I was going to watch Doctor Strange on like a bootleg, you know, like crappy version. Yeah. And he was like belittling me for lowering myself to those standards. Well, you know what, I was Dustin? Like, Times are tough, man. <laughs> we can't please you in all directions here because then you talk shit and give me shit about getting COVID again. But then you want us to be dangerous and live on the wild side and go to the movie theater? Like, what's it going to be? <laughs> I need you to pick a side, okay? <laughs> you want us to be safe? <laughs> I hope he listens to this episode so he can get his talking to. <laughs> oh, man. If you'd like to be yelled at via the podcast, go ahead and uh, message us <laughs> on Instagram. We'll be happy to yell at you. Oh, man. Well, in positive news, I will say that uh, I accomplished something very exciting. I got signed to an agency. <laughs> Yes. And a lot of people, when I posted that, they're like, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, now what? And yeah. Like, I don't know. So what, what? what is the point of this? You know? And I'm like, you know, I'm not sure. Let's find out. <laughs> Just figured I should try it out. Um, so the benefit of, of joining an agency is, is it's going to be mostly more on the industry side of, of makeup of the, of that whole world. Um, so they kind of have more connections, more pull with celebrities and red carpet and commercials and brands. And, you know, they, they can give you those kind of deals. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's an agent. It works exactly. the same way. I have yeah. an agent. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Yes. So now they're, you know, they bring me jobs. They have an agency fee. They take a percentage of what I make. However, they're bringing me a different level of jobs, a different level of clientele, and I'm getting paid, you know, a good amount. So to me, it's like it all evens out. It makes sense to me. It's like, oh, they're taking a percentage. But it's like, yeah, of course they would. They're bringing me the jobs. <laughs> yeah. And then even the jobs <laughs> that I bring to them, like say somebody, a company approaches me. It's still my this is the part that does kind of suck because I'm like, damn, like they came to me. I don't need you. <laughs> like, but they handle everything. I I basically pass it over and say, hey email my agent and they will handle the rest. So they do the negotiations for me. They handle all of the paper paperwork. They do everything. So I literally just have to sign the, the deal memo and show up. Yeah. So it, to me, it's, it's a, it's a, <laughs> and it's a bit of, um, it demands a bit of a little higher level of respect in a way. Not to like say that if you're not signed that you you're not respected as an artist, but it's just a different different level. Yeah, I mean, look, in a world where people are fighting to get a blue check mark next, right? To their exactly. Name, like, it's 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 a verified it's very, official. It's very understandable to be like, look, 
I have worked my ass off to the yeah. point where now there's somebody willing to work for me right. to get me, you know, to another level. Yes. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's in a very good um, agency, very well respected. I know a few people, whether it's in the styling world, hair and makeup, um, Etienne, one of my good friends, he has been signed on to them for several years and his career is amazing. I mean, he's like Christina Aguilera's main makeup artist and amongst many others. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a different world doing celebrity makeup Mm -hmm. and it looks very glamorous and it can be, but it does come with a different set of issues. I will say, right. Not going to talk any shit, but don't talk yourself out of jobs. No, 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 I'm not. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not going down that road. I'm just saying it's not for everyone. So we shall see, you know, if this is a venture that I want to take, because I just feel like I can, I'm the kind, I like to believe that I'm a kind of artist that can do various, uh, my range is wide. Mm -hmm. I can do weddings. I can do editorial. I can do commercial. I could do red, red carpet. You know, and and I and I like that, and I want to expand on that, and just kind of see where I can take that, and maybe focus in on one of them a little more. So, right, we'll see. We'll see if I like it. We'll see if it works out. I'm excited about it. So, and just kind of proud of myself because I have been busting my ass for many years. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I mean, it, it's funny because I I understand it from the point of view that you take where like when you say hey i i got an agent but then you kind of immediately go into yeah they're gonna take a percentage it's because we kind of because i've been working for myself for all these years (laughs) one but you also know that that's kind of like stuff like your parents would say be like what but they're gonna do that always our parents yeah (laughs) they're taking your money yeah there's little (laughs) stuff like no it's a deal like (laughs) yeah i felt like you were explaining that to like (laughs) like your dad be like so here's the situation they're gonna do this you know why they're gonna take but it's gonna even now like your dad's on the other side of this episode like I don't know. I still think she's fucking blowing it. You know why? I had a lot of people, friends, and other people, <laughs> when they asked me about it, it was like, oh, they're going to take a percentage. Like, yeah. they just couldn't wrap their brain around the fact of, like, do you understand what I'm gaining here? Like, yeah, anybody, <laughs> I mean, I understand nowadays, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of self promotion and therefore you, you, you know, can some do people it on don't your own. need it or whatever. Right. But, you know, for. For anybody who's really anybody, usually will have an agent of some kind. Yeah, you know what I mean, like ev- you need every a team to take you Hollywood to the next level. Has an agent. Yes, every you know what I mean. As far as I know, like musicians and poets and yes. literary agents, like there's agents. You know that's yeah. what they're there for. So even if they hire their mama to do it, <laughs> it's still a team member. Um, but yeah, so I, it's a it's a big accomplishment for me. Um. And we're in the early stages. They just set me up with my first gig on their end. I sent them something. And so it's in motion and it's exciting. So, yay. Well, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Um, what else has been going on? Man, we have uh, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard situation going on. 
obviously we're a little late, but they did take a hiatus this week, and everyone's like, oh, "There's memes all over." Like, what are Man. we gonna do this week? This is <laughs> this is you know what's crazy about this Johnny Depp thing huh? um, is uh, at the start of at the start of this of this trial, I could have been a damn juror. Like I I knew nothing. You know what I mean? I honestly I knew that he had like they had got some kind of some kind of court case in England, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know know anything. Know the details. And then I just YouTube fell in to some I, I don't know, some channel mm-hmm. that I'm not really gonna blow them up because I they're definitely pushing Johnny's side. Okay. So it it's very much like skewed that way. One sided. Mm-hmm. Um but I fell so deep into their just letting it play while I was working. Yeah. And to the point where I was like, okay, I gotta I gotta actually watch this trial or get a watch, Your own opinion. watch highlights from somebody that's not like right. look what she did. She lied, she did Yeah, yeah. But she is not looking good. No, in my she's opinion, not looking like good. she is not looking yeah, good in this it's trial. Not, it's not looking good. <laughs> and now it's gotten to the point where people like don't believe her. Um to the point where they're like saying she's just acting and this and that to now there's like a whole thing on TikTok where they're like making fun of her like uh, her, yeah. her dog stepped on a bee or something. Oh, it's like a rhyme. Ah, what yeah, is that? She says and then my my dog stepped on a bee or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then they keep going with it. She makes a weird she makes a is weird Is that a face. limerick? No. <laughs> no. No, when what like how they're adding on they're like uh, buy one get one free. <laughs> whatever. I mean, whatever it is, they're just they just, just keep rhyming, rhyming off of it. But anyway, like yeah, at first I didn't know anything. Now I'm just like now you're in. Man, I'm in. You're in. I'm so. <laughs> in. I think you're deeper in it than I am. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been catching highlights and reels here and there. I haven't really followed uh, the actual. Like I haven't watched, sat down and watched the full trial or anything like that. I've just mm-hmm. caught the highlights, but um. Yeah, it's not looking good on her end. You know, when you look outside of like, when you, like the the evidence of, of, okay, what I'm trying to say is character wise, right? Like Johnny Depp, you get the things that she's saying about him and we want to believe her in the beginning, right? We're taught to always believe women when they speak up against violence. Yeah, We're, We're taught that, like, that's important. And we should. And if she's lying, that is a huge slap in women's faces. Like, first of all, like, how disgusting are you to make that up and use that? First of all, not saying she hasn't been proven in any direction. So I'm not taking sides here, but I'm just saying if that's the case. But when you look at character and you look at Johnny Depp's character and and all these things, allegations she's making about him. Not once has any of this ever come up in his entire life with any of his other past relationships. Every woman that has dated him, and these are exes, have Mm -hmm. nothing but the nicest things to say about this man. Like, he's got, you know, a gentle spirit and all these things that they're like (laughs) saying about him, you know, so that you have that, right? His character is being backed up by by other women that have dated him. Mm -hmm. Then you get her character. And it's like she's been involved in other violent situations before. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what are they it's referring like, it to DV now? What does that mean? Domestic violence. Oh. 
<laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. I mean, that, okay. Again, yeah. I, I was noticing She's, that in the YouTube videos, like they won't say, I guess, trigger words. And I don't know if it's so that YouTube doesn't. Oh, put, flag them or something. I don't know if it's because YouTube will push them down the algorithm. Interesting. Oh, so maybe. they're using a lot of like code words. Like they're saying DV uh-huh. or they're saying she was the you know, the A instead of like saying abuse. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not worried about our algorithm. Nobody <laughs> listens to that shit on YouTube. So. <laughs> I think it gets like our There's no algorithm on the podcast yeah. network. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but yeah, it's it, it's, it's just you know, when you when you compare those things, you know, outside of what's even happening in the trial, it's just kind of questionable to begin with. You know, it's like and then you get her therapist or her yeah, it was her therapist, right? Or was she a psychiatrist? I don't know, whatever. Don't know. She goes on the stand and talks about Amber, how she's got like a personality disorder and like borderline personality disorder, all these things that it's just not stacking up in her favor. It's just not looking good for Amber Heard. You yeah. know? <laughs> and then her fake cries, like, give me a break. None of those cries look legit. To me, take her acting career away immediately. To me, the buck stops when somebody craps in the bed. <laughs> Omar has been obsessed with that part of this whole trial. Like every meme, every video, TikTok, whatever that has to do with crapping in the bed, he's like, "Look at this." <laughs> I just think it's so funny that it has to be that it's in a court of law you know what i'm saying yeah. like this is the high like yeah you, and the way that johnny's laying it out too he he's, an he's actor. so smooth i'm sorry he's an actor too so he's develop. he's kind of delivering his story in in his john in his very he Johnny is. Depp where he's like and that's her, there's and that's pauses her, and yeah <laughs> you know like, like there was yeah. a picture. And then, and yeah, you're yeah. just like, okay, tell me, tell me what was the picture yeah. of Johnny? Yeah. I'm like, at the, I'm at the computer, like, <laughs> tell me, tell me. Uh, so it's just like, uh, I'm sorry. And, He's you like, know, and then I she's got to sit there. <laughs> she's got to sit there and hear it, you know, yeah. like being said about her and like. And her attorneys are crap. And, and uh, Yeah. Her attorneys are just, bad. Honestly, I don't think that there should have been. I don't think that we should be allowed access to it. I think it's like it's, it's crazy. A shit it's show. crazy that we're allowed to see yeah. this whole thing go down. But if you're not watching at least highlights of that stuff, it's <laughs> you're missing out, man. It's it's a, it's crazy. Entertaining to say the least. <laughs> it's crazy. So when are they supposed to be done with it all? When do they get a verdict? I have no idea. I mean, honestly, when I say that I'm into it, I'm, it's really just highlights. Like I'm not. Yeah. I did. I did sit and or i did listen to her on the stand right um but it's just even then it's just like a lot of the same kind of questions and shit like that like yeah did you see that video where they were saying that she was blowing her nose but she was really snorting coke out of the tissue <laughs> yeah it's like a lot it looks a little suspicious yeah it's a long pause there <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um yeah, because there's just like there's crazy stuff. Like they they did a they played a deposition from I think like the security guard of the building, mm-hmm. and the dude is like vaping in the deposition. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, so hilarious. <laughs> and he's just like he's like I don't even want to be here. <laughs> yeah, everything they ask him, he's like no, 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 I don't remember. He's like I don't want to be part of this anymore. 
<laughs> Literally, he's like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. I'm tired of this case. <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, holy shit. He literally did a FaceTime driving in his car he's, while vaping. Yeah, he was driving. <laughs> He's like, I gotta go to work. Oh, um, Stop calling me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew his name. Man, yeah, that was great. Gosh, it was hilarious. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's let's uh, knock some of these notes off. The stuff that we've been writing. <laughs> we're like, we're gonna talk about this and this. Well, you know, because I think one of the things that happened that um, you and I. Oh, okay. We were supposed to go. We were supposed to go to the Dave Chappelle show. Oh, okay. You know when you man. you know when you tell your friends or or whatever, you're like, oh man, if I don't go, I'm gonna have FOMO, or whatever. And then it's very easy to be like, well, you know what? It's probably not gonna be as good. Come on, as, Dave Chappelle shows are always no, good. not not the Dave Chappelle show. I'm just talking about like in FOMO in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like you, you can talk kinda, it down. You can kind of talk yourself yeah. down. Like, all right, I'm building it up too much. It's, it's not gonna be that exciting. Yeah. Anything. This one was like the <laughs> king of all FOMOs, yo. Because we missed out on this whole like situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, we were supposed to go. A uh, bit of unforeseen circumstances happened, and who we were supposed to go with got sick. They couldn't go, and it just fell through the cracks. And um, but we had the tickets. We almost went, and when we found out the next day about what him. Dave getting attacked by a, a I almost said viewer listener what what do you even call just an audience member. Uh, audience member thank you <laughs> um we were like damn we were supposed to go to that yeah. <laughs> we were so pissed <laughs> yeah so. and I'm sure you know I'm sure everybody's seen the videos already you know but it's it's crazy you know well yeah it's a it's it's a bit of a it seems to be a bit of a trickle effect because it's like okay you get will smith attacking chris rock and now everyone's feeling like okay like we can rush the the comedians now and like attack them because we're offended by what they say and so because because omar and i ended up going to see chris chris um no we saw we saw kevin kevin hart you still think about Chris Rock getting slapped? You're like, did we see Chris Rock? We're like, no. I was like, no, not Chris Hart. <laughs> what am Chris I saying? <laughs> we went to see Chris Hardwick. Um, yeah, we went to go see Kevin Hart. He had a show at the Crypto, which I still cannot get used to saying. I still call it the Staples Center. Yeah, it's going to be the Staples Center forever. We're like those old crotchety people. <laughs> well, in our day, we called it Staples Center. Yeah. And that's what it'll be <laughs> forever. I'll never recognize Missouri. <laughs> but it's just weird. Crypto is weird. I don't like that name. But anyways, uh, we went, we saw him. He was really funny. But as he came out and I knew it, I was like, there's no way in hell he's coming out and not talking about what's going on. Because the Dave Chappelle thing had just happened like two days before that. Yeah. And so I was like, he's going to address it. And sure enough, Kevin Hart comes out with a baseball bat and <laughs> the whole front of the row, the front of the stage, packed with security. Mm-hmm. There was like six of them at least, huge security guards um, covering well, he's stage. he's a little guy. True. <laughs> but you know, it's a big stage. Got to keep it all covered. 
so yeah, so he uh, he comes out with the baseball bat and he's like, you know, if any, this is so, if any of you motherfuckers come out here, like, just know I will not hesitate on swinging on your ass. <laughs> like, like, yeah, and so it, it just, man, what's happening in comedy right now? Like, what is going on? You think it's at a it's at a different peak, all time high, like people and their sensitivities, or what? What's happening? I mean, I definitely think that uh, people have been getting more and more sensitive, um, or just not not sensitive, just that people are more willing to say that they're offended by stuff. You know what I mean? And people are like, it, I, I I don't know. And the thing with I'm not gonna say the thing that happened. Because with Will and Chris directly led to whatever happened with Dave, but but I mean it it it, it definitely It's very close it, in timing. It definitely is a little close. I, mm-hmm. I you know I can't call it a coincidence. You know what I mean? Um and it turns out that the person that attacked Dave is a rapper. Uh, is or, he? Yeah, I think he would put out a song, something about Dave Chappelle or something like that. So it, well, he had tweeted or posted yeah, about that he's next or something like yes. that. So, so you know what? I guess in that aspect, then yeah, it's it directly had something to do with that. I literally retract my last <laughs> statement immediately <laughs> now that I remember that. Never mind. Everything I just said is nope. bullshit. <laughs> yep. Disavow all that. Strike that from the record. <laughs> Mark, you know what to do. <laughs> um. Well, it's funny because uh, all of this that's been happening, you and I had watched a documentary months ago, actually, Mm -hmm. uh, that I had stumbled upon called um, Can We Take a Joke? And it's on Amazon and it's from like 2015, 2016 or so. And it's definitely a one-sided documentary. It's definitely takes the side of the comedian and the, you know, the, the role of defending the comedians and saying like, you guys just all need to suck it up. Basically like that's their stance. (laughs) Um, right. But I thought that there was a lot of interesting points. There's a bit of history as far as, um, them talking about Lenny Bruce, who was kind of one of the first comedians, stand-up comedians, and he ended up going to jail well, he wasn't one of the first stand-ups. It, he was, he was the one of the first people to take it from. from Took it to the next level. Joke like the, right. the kind of jokes that would have a drum. You know what I mean? Oh, that right. Kind of deal. Yes. It's like, oh, take my wife, please. Yes. But I'm bum. Yeah, yeah. So he took it from that. Yes. to Telling more stories of yes. what we now know, like storyteller type. Right, stand-up comedians, but yeah, he kind of shifted the stand-up comedian. Yeah, and yeah. it was more about his life and less about just like, hey, waka waka. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> Didn't it wasn't Shops just like punchline? Exactly, it wasn't like punchline <laughs> joke and punchline kind of yeah, exactly. thing. Um, but yeah, his story is really interesting because it, it, the whole documentary really talks a lot about like freedom of speech and censorship, and where we're at right now in the world and again this is like from 2015 2016 so this was like several years ago mm-hmm. so it's it's gotten i guess worse if you want to say worse i don't know or more i don't know what the word is but um he ends up getting arrested and going to jail for speaking obscenities 
mm-hmm. at a nightclub after midnight. And it's like, yep. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, during that time, okay, obviously things were different. And there's another point that they make in, in, in this documentary of how, you know, what people are offended by is ever changing also. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't kind of consistently say stay the same. At one point in time, people are really offended about making sex jokes. You mm-hmm. couldn't say anything about sex versus now you can like show everything with sex, talk about sex, but you can't, you know, make gender jokes or race jokes or whatever it is. So it's always kind of changing with what people are offended with. But man, just to say some obscenities in a place where you should feel safe as a comedian. You're in a nightclub. Like, that's your territory. Yeah, I mean... People go there to hear that. Like, this is after midnight. This is after hours. You're not on television. You're not in the daytime. You're not in anywhere that's inappropriate for you to be speaking in this way. And you get jailed for it. Like, it's just wild. Yeah, because uh, this was the 1960s. Like, right. Uh, like, early 60s, right? 62, 63, something like that. So they, yeah, like you said, they were arresting him in every city that he would go perform. They were following in, him, yeah. Um, for saying just, I think uh, what it, on one of them he said, cocksucker, and boom, they yeah. arrested him. And yeah. Like, boom. So he, he But and up, then he made a joke saying like, well, does cocksucker offend you or motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because these people could say motherfucker and you're okay with it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you're, yeah, and. He took the point of view of then, you know, using that in the in his act in regards to like, you know, this is how they're finding me offensive or mm-hmm. where's the line that gets drawn. So he was mm-hmm. pointing a lot of that out. But he did end up getting sent, sentenced to four months in jail mm-hmm. for obscenity, mm-hmm. for just for words. Mm-hmm. You know for words, mean? yeah. And here we are way later and there are still people getting you know in trouble but no now it's not really a comedian now they're getting slapped or you know attacked. well now they're getting um it's messing yeah they're getting canceled and it's messing with their gigs it's messing with their careers it's messing with their endorsements it's like if you say something that people don't like then now you're dropped from all these endorsements and you have to do a public apology. And even if you do a public apology, it doesn't guarantee anything unless you're Chris Brown and you can beat up women and still have a fabulous career. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, what are you going <laughs> to say? It's just crazy. Um, but yeah, there was just, there's some, there's some interesting points to be made in that documentary. I th- I thought it was very interesting and, you know, typically, I don't. I don't think I just only speak for myself. Omar and I are kind of on the same page. We do tend to take more of the side of the comedian. Um, I yeah. just, I, I, and I mean, only because I personally am not easily offended, right? So it's hard for me to. What a happy life! It, it, it's just, <laughs> it's hard for me to view it from that other point of view. Of you know what I mean? Well, it's an interesting thing because. What they also talk about in this documentary is that people only think things are funny as long as it's not directly related to them or affects them. Yeah. Once you cross that line and you're, you know, again, it's it. They're being offended. Mm-hmm. They find that offensive. 
then it's not funny. But they'll laugh at a racist joke of another race because that's not their race and they're not offended. So it's just kind of like, come on, like you're going to cherry pick here. Like it, I don't know. To me, it's like all or nothing. And that's why I take the approach of like, no one's off limits kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Like I'll laugh at all the jokes, you know, because I don't take them into serious context. I know I'm not racist. I know I'm not ignorant, but sometimes shit is just funny. But I think it also, we have to put it in the context of when it's coming from a comedian, it has to be, at least for me, it has to be taken with that particular grain of salt or Mm -hmm. whatever. It's like, if I go to a comedy club and a guy starts making fun of me, I mean, well, what the fuck am I doing in a comedy club? Exactly. Don't go there. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what I think is comedy when I make fun of my brother or when I make fun of my, you know, so it's like, or if somebody has a really good joke making fun of you, how are you not going to laugh? Like if it's a good joke, it depends on how, you know, how, how you're going to respond to that. And if you don't want that to happen, then don't go there. Yeah, exactly. I think in the documentary, um, Penn of, uh, Penn and Teller, Mm -hmm. he, he says something and I'm probably going to butcher it. But he says, nobody has the right to not be offended. Right. You know, but or, there's like no legal right to not be offended. Right. But you do have like a societal right to not go somewhere that you're going to be offended. Right. Don't put you yourself in that position. It, yeah. Oh, God, I swear I'm, I probably butchered it. But that is the point. But that's of the main that gist. Yeah. It's like, hey. You know, I mean, you don't, it's not your right to like not be offended. Yeah. You can be offended. offended, Absolutely. You know, and there's people. And that shit is offensive. It's meant to be. And I am biased because I do like comedians that tend to be, you know, I I don't, I hate to say offensive because I don't find it that (laughs) way, but that tend to rub people the wrong way. Like even Ricky Gervais, you know, he rubs people the wrong way in his specials and stuff like that. Your favorite, but, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, uh, I'm a huge fan of Gilbert Gottfried, and he passed away. And you were super bummed. I was so bummed. Did you cry? No. Don't lie. No. But I was definitely, One tear. I was definitely, <laughs> definitely sad. Well, it's funny. It sucks, man. They, they, I they, found him so funny. You know, I did not like him before I met you. But it was really only because I didn't pay attention to what he was saying. I was just so irritated by his voice yeah. that I was like, oh, I can't with him. And <laughs> did never paid attention to them. And then when you were like, oh, I love him, blah, blah, blah. And you would like put shit on and hit the Comedy Central yeah. roast and all this stuff. And he's hilarious. Like he <laughs> only because he takes it so far over the edge. Mm-hmm. Like it's the furthest over the edge. Yeah, And I mean... <laughs> It, <laughs> he also there was a documentary made about him called Gilbert. Yeah. Um where you kind of really get a different look. Look. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. A look? You get a different look. <laughs> <laughs> you get a different look into, you know, he is and he's not that persona that you see on the road. Yeah. Stuff. He's He's like a Family Guy, yeah, yeah. super super cheapskate, but, steals all the um, uh, toiletries from every hotel he stays uh, at, and under, has a huge supply. Under his bed <laughs> is the largest <laughs> container store container you could buy, filled with 
free just toiletries. Free toiletries from all the hotels. <laughs> <laughs> and his wife <laughs> in the documentary, his wife is like, Look at this. Look at this. And he's never gonna use any of this. And he's like, it's He just free. keeps I collecting just, it. It's free, I'm gonna but it's take free. It. Remember he says, um, free speech is important. <laughs> Because I don't like to pay for speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good Gilbert God. Thanks. <laughs> I surprised you with that one, huh? <laughs> well, also what give he me, says. Give me some of the Aladdin lines. <laughs> Tell me you're so ticked off that you're molting. I don't remember the lines. That's the line. <laughs> I'm so ticked off. I'm molting. <laughs> That wasn't good. <laughs> but listen, listen. He um he does say in the documentary, which I think is a very interesting point, and I think it's, it very speaks loudly to people in society today. Um and, and with cancel culture and the the way that people post on Instagram, how everyone bandwagons whenever there's something that's happening and everyone's like, Oh, pray for this or pray for that, or you know, it's just a lot of mumbo jumbo for the most part. Like Sorry, like I do believe in support, but I also do believe that there's a lot of people who are full of shit and just post it so that they look like they're a good person and don't really give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how society is now. It's all about image. Um, so Gilbert Gottfried in the documentary says, when people are outraged by something. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this. <laughs> They're also patting themselves on the back. Like, I'm a good person. I was offended. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that that's so true. I think that that's people like, it's like, think deeply. Are you even really offended? Or are you just shocked by what they're saying and you are like i should be offended by this therefore i should speak out loud about it and condemn this person for saying to for making this joke you know what i mean like is it a are you really offended are you just saying it so that people can look at you and be like wow that person's standing up you know what Um, i mean i mean yeah you're referring into the fact that they're saying that it's kind of like a mob mentality it is yeah that's the to me that's what cancel culture is it's a mob mentality yeah um i I mean yeah i think a lot of people will just be like okay yeah let's join this and and you know because they don't want to be on the outside yeah they don't want to be part of the other oh now i'm part of this you know canceling of this person or that person it's like okay you know which also reminds me, we're totally giving everything away from this documentary, but still watch it. It's still interesting. There's one other situation, speaking of mob mentality, um, in the case of Justine Sacco. Remember that? I do. I remember that. Do you remember when it actually happened? No, I remember from the documentary. Oh, okay. I don't remember when it actually happened. But according to the documentary, uh, I don't even know when it was. Well, it must have been before 2015. Yeah. That's when the documentary was made. So this girl by Justine Sacco, uh, who is actually originally from South Africa, sent out a tweet right before she boarded a plane. Um, she was boarding to South Africa and she wrote, going to South Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white. And uh, then boarded a 12-hour flight from London to South Africa. And during that flight, 
her whole life exploded basically like Mm -hmm. people retweeted it it went viral it was all over blogs it was it was everywhere within the course of that 12-hour flight she got fired from her job didn't even know it uh, this girl doesn't know anything is happening because she's on the flight and when she lands she gets a tweet or text from her friend a distant friend and it's like i'm so sorry about what is happening to you right now and she's like huh (laughs) then she looks at her tweets and realizes that her whole life has imploded and what's interesting about that is that when you hear that tweet you think wow that's racist like right Uh, Right, face value sure but she's actually from south africa and her her dad moved them away from south africa because it was super racist and segregated and Mm -hmm. he didn't want them to live in that type of environment so he moved them to London, and her, according to her, it was a it was a mock making a mockery of of how people really are. Like she was being sarcastic in that tweet, but as we all know, <laughs> you can't read sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> through it was, tweets, it was in poor taste. Yeah, and and it just it just went bad for her. yeah, like it, it went, wasn't. If if it was meant to be a joke, I I mean I get it, but it wasn't funny. It wasn't and funny. And then you know, nobody knows your backstory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um Well also she only tweeted it, she only had like hundred and seventy people. <laughs> yeah, but that like just she goes was, to show you that Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You who knows? Like Yeah. It's like and, a wildfire. And it just took off. But it's the the crazy part is that everybody's dragging her yeah and she's like has her no world is burning down and she's like probably asleep on her 12-hour flight from london to where cape yeah. town or whatever <laughs> you know what i'm saying to the point where they created a twitter hashtag because they realized <laughs> she hadn't she didn't know because i think her her job this is so crazy. Yeah, it's her, a crazy story. Her job, I think she worked for a pharmaceutical company or some kind of, and I don't know, fired her. Yeah. And also put out a, a, like a tweet or a message that was like, we can't reach her. She's on an international flight. Yeah. So then everybody, what does it say? It, it was switched hashtag- from like, let's get her to... Oh my god, we can't wait until she No, no. Lands hashtag or it was hashtag has Justine landed yet. <laughs> so fast. And I mean, I well, assume if I look for that hashtag It's probably still exists. It still exists. Has Justine landed yet? But but here's the whole, you know, thing to think about in this scenario. It's like was it in poor taste? You know, reading it at face value, it doesn't look right. Anyone would be like, you know, F this bitch. Like, this is ridiculous, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, is that this girl's life was completely ruined in the course of 12 hours because of cancel culture, because of this mob mentality that we all have. And it's like, you say one wrong thing, even if it was a mistake, even if you're like, that's not how I meant it. And you're done. You're absolutely done. Your whole life is over the way that people attack people these days. And I, I just, I don't know if I can get with that. The only time that I'm like, 
because I just was talking to, to my cousins about this the other day. The only time that I think that like censorship and all this stuff is like we did the right thing is when they got Donald Trump off of Twitter because (laughs) (laughs) this is the president of the United States. I don't want to see him tweeting this shit. I don't want to hear him talking about this stuff. We're living in this society that, that condemns this girl and ruins this girl's life over this stupid tweet that she posted. But we elect a president that says, grab him by the pussy. (laughs) And actually grabs them by the pussy. Not just says he grabs them by the pussy, but he's saying it because he's been grabbing women by their pussy. So what the fuck is happening? I mean... What is this world? Oh, I can't. Well, this this just goes to show you, I looked... I just looked up the has just landed yet <laughs> hashtag. No. Okay, you can do this. You can do you this. You can do this if you have the old Twitter. <laughs> um, and somebody put, somebody asked the question, what was your favorite day on Twitter? Uh-huh. Okay. This was of April, the April 25th. This is how recent this oh, Somebody shit. said, the hashtag has just landed yet was one of the best moments on Twitter. And now somebody else was That's like, so sad. Somebody else said, I don't think I slept. I don't think we slept this night waiting to see if <laughs> Justine landed yet. Y'all want to talk about a day on Twitter? Over here it says. That is. I the can't. real ones know. Twitter moments of the decade. Wow. Yeah. So funny. Right here goes that. Remember when, <laughs> remember when that one lady tweeted foolishness, then boarded a plane and was jobless by the time she had to put her tray table up <laughs> and put her seat upright for landing? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So people are now reminiscing. Damn, they're bringing it back. Justine when, can't catch a break. <laughs> just like we're talking about it. but I know we are. People are now remembering that day like, oh, man, remember how crazy it was waiting for that lady to land and realize her life was over? <laughs> I, I just feel bad for her because I feel like it was something pulled out of context. I think that, you know. I mean, I think when I, you put something out and it, that's you why, know, it gets that's why I don't have a Twitter. Way, that's why I don't have a Twitter. It's tough. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. We don't need to hear. You know, uh, the thing that's is, why I just say everything on a podcast where it'll live forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally safe. <laughs> It's literally my voice. <laughs> Can't deny it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, that shit's crazy to me. And it w- there was like one writer or columnist or whatever that literally wrote something about uh, was this take like they kind of had her back saying like, are we overreacting? Did she really mean it this way? Maybe she meant it a different way. Like, can we look at this from a different angle? And they just attacked her for choosing the op, you know, the opposing uh, opposing position. Right. And she said, "Okay, no, never mind," and backed off. And you know, it, it's just I don't know this mob mentality. Once everyone decides, like, you're the enemy. And if you're not on our side, you're the enemy. And it's just like, I don't know. The crux of the argument is that people want free speech until it's something that they don't agree in. Right. Or agree with. Then it becomes, whether you call it the mob attacking or the cancel culture, whatever, it becomes in itself censorship. 
So then the thing that you are supposedly protecting or the thing that's even allowing you to drag these people is the thing that you are now trying to suppress in another person. Yeah. And that is what I don't really vibe with. Yeah. When it comes down to the whole thing. It's like, yeah, I've heard people say the worst shit ever and then be like free speech. And you're like, okay, I mean, whatever. There's nothing that says that you can't say that shit. You know what I mean? But then use your free speech to tell me that I can't say something. Right. It just, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So that's kind of where I land on that argument at all times. Yeah. I completely agree. Well, may not be a popular one, but that's mine. (laughs) Yeah. So if you guys are interested in that and want to explore that a bit, uh, check out, can we take a joke? It's on Amazon. Um, and kind of to segue out of that, since we were talking about mob mentality, did you hear (laughs) about Lake Mead and how it's drying out and they're finding all these dead bodies in Lake Mead and they're relating it to mob kills? (laughs) That's my mob connection. (laughs) That's that. No, I liked it. (laughs) I I followed you there. Are you with me? Are you in the lake? (laughs) I I went. So this is, um. It's like by the Hoover Dam, though, right? Or where is it? Where's like? No, it's by Vegas. It's like thirty minutes. Well, yeah, I guess basically by Hoover Dam. Yeah. So it's drying up. Can we let's start there? I mean, yeah, drying up. What's more sad from a drought? What's more sad? I don't know. What's more upsetting news? Finding dead bodies or the fact that Lake Mead is drying out due to global warming? Like Jesus Christ! Wow. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. It the levels have gone down a lot. It's pretty significant. And I remember, shit, I went there. I don't even remember when. Even when I went there several years back, the water levels were already going low because you could, you can, you can always tell by the docks. Mm-hmm. Once the docks are on dry land, you're like, oof, yeah. that's a bad sign. That's like Big Bear, Big Bear Lake. When they look tall, when they look like they're high, <laughs> you're like, why is yeah. it, who would have built a, a dock that high? <laughs> Nope, that used to all be water. Yeah. It's scary. It's oh really goodness. bad. But yeah, they've been finding all these bodies, bodies and barrels. Everything's been been um, showing up, and you know, they're kind of tracing it back to mob um, mob kills because it's so close to Vegas, and a lot of these bodies are really old, like from the seventies. So wow. I'm sure they'll end up coming out with some documentary about it, oh, <laughs> or yeah, some podcast about it. But it's pretty interesting. But Crazy. that's kind of interesting, like, because, you know, if you've ever seen uh, Casino. I you know, love, that, that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Such a good movie. But there's that line where he goes, you know, there's a lot of holes in this desert. Mm-hmm. And a lot of problems are buried in those holes. Yep. Same thing. But I never once. This is only 30 minutes out. I never once really thought about <laughs> like me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They're so, like, they're like, Nikki, you want to dig a hole or you want to <laughs> drop it in the lake today? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> like forget about it. I'm not. I'm not digging. <laughs> I got on my fancy suit. I'm not digging today, son. <laughs> I'm going to Carlos Bakery getting a fucking cannoli. You fucking loser. <laughs> Somebody was offended by that. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm Italian and I'm offended by this. <laughs> But yeah, 
I thought that was kind of interesting. So we'll see. I haven't followed it too closely. I haven't like investigated further, but I just saw that as a headline and I was like, wow. No, there's there's pictures of bones just yeah. uh, laying around. So if you guys want to find, y'all want to see a dead body? <laughs> just literally. Here's the funny thing is I just typed Lake Mead into the search, <laughs> into Google, into the search engine on the interwebs. Uh-huh. Um, and the first thing that comes up is a barrel. Oh, yeah. Like. So it's it's not going to be difficult. It's a hot topic right now. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, you think they'll find like Jimmy Hoffa? That's funny. I read an article about that, and they were saying um, it was something like like he wasn't a part of this, or like no, he's not a part of that, or something. I don't remember. I can't remember, but they mentioned Jimmy Hoffa in yeah. that like meat article. Yeah. yeah, that's just like the you know kind of the most pop culture name when right. it comes to mob hits that right. nobody ever found again. You know, right? Who knows? But um, yeah. More of the story: If you can't take a joke, don't go sit by the jokesters. <laughs> <laughs> and we like to thank you for hanging out with these couple of knuckleheads. <laughs> don't be our friend because be we're not friend. friendly. That's right. <laughs> if you don't want to get made fun of, <laughs> that's our love, love language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know how much they like me? They made me cry yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, actually, funny story. Uh, Omar actually didn't really like me when we first met because I was crack. I was cracking jokes on him and making fun of him, and he was like, "You don't know me." <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> It was. It was. It wasn't the jokes. It was the. I don't think we're from. We're not. We're not there we're yet. Not, yeah, we're not. You there don't know for me you like that. Like make this joke. Like, and I was like, I don't even know you. you I was like, I mean? well, you're gonna know me. So <laughs> it was just kind of like. <laughs> but I didn't take it as like, how dare you? I was just kind of like, what did I do to her? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, well, I I didn't come in clowning on her. I don't know her like that. Like. Why is she clowning on me? I don't like, even remember clowning you like that. I don't. I like I said, it was just a. It's a comment you bring up. I mentioned it once. I know because like, I think it's like, so funny. I was just like, I don't know what I did to her, but she came in hot. Like <laughs> <laughs> she came in talking shit. Like it's because I liked you. I was like, I like this guy. I'm gonna rip him a new one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, and then nine years later, boom, you landed me. <laughs> Oh my god, that's going to be it for us <laughs> this week. Thank you so much for putting up with this uh, rough return. I feel, like we, <laughs> I feel like it wasn't super smooth, but... I don't know. I thought it was a good episode. You guys let us know. Are you guys happy we're back? They're going to be like, no. Yeah. Please don't do this anymore. <laughs> Give me messages. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we've been saying this for a little while. Like we've been kind of thinking about dabbling with uh, doing couch quickies again. And Omar, uh, I know in the last episode we mentioned watching um, a movie called Fresh. And if you did see it, you'll know that there's a very interesting theme in that movie that we were kind of thinking of bringing into a couch quickie episode. If you didn't see it, definitely suggest you check it out because it's it's a very unique film. That's right. And you can find it on Hulu. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's very unexpected. When I first watched it, I was not expecting that at all because I knew nothing about it. And I think that's the best way to go into that movie. So we don't want to ruin anything else for you. Just watch it. Let us know what you think. 
And once you understand that there's a theme about it, we were thinking of doing Couch Quickie. If there's other suggestions that you guys have for Couch Quickies, let us know. Again, we, you know, we're trying to get it back together, guys, for you. So <laughs> we're doing our best over here in Weaver Baby Land, but we appreciate you as always. Bye. <laughs> we have a baby.